game by the Warriors defeating the Hawks in double overtime. We got a Clay Thompson classic. Uh, we got a Jordan Poole classic, meaning turning it over in almost every stage of the mm-hmm. game. Uh, a Draymond defensive dynamo. Wow. I don't know if you watched the entire game, but, uh, man, Draymond over the past two weeks has put himself in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation, and it's pretty crazy to see. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the historic night over in Cleveland, uh, Mr. Donovan Mitchell, who I, I only hate his former teammate, Rudy Gobert. True. Uh, that's the main reason why I hate the Jazz, <laughs> even though both of them are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I still have a little bit of nasty taste in my mouth from Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and then we're going to move on to what the sports world is focusing on right now. Uh, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, and his collapse. And uh, we'll finish with that. I have a special guest. You might have heard his uh, hefty laughter in the background there. But Tyler is back after a long hiatus. Hello, hello. Uh, he was in California I was for in California. quite some time. Mm-hmm. But uh, last time we spoke, the Warriors were on the verge of their seventh franchise championship and Steph's fourth championship. It was an amazing time to be alive and to I, talk about it. It was awesome. Let me, let me just say this. So I just went to Illinois for mm. Christmas break and I was in Illinois uh, like almost all of last season um, when you know the Warriors were the first or second seed yeah. in the West and they were winning everything. And then as soon as I got to Rexburg, obviously they, they still won the championship um, but they were sucking this season. Oh, they were. Uh, they were sucking uh, on the bench. Steph Curry gets injured. I go back to Illinois for Christmas break, and what happens? They never lose a game. Mm-hmm. I think Illinois is the Warriors' uh, lucky charm, and so That's because of point. that, because of that, I will be moving back to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it also is kind of a fresh reminder. Let's just remind everybody that. You thought that the Grizzlies were going to make it past the Warriors. No, listen. I had the right to be reserved with my... No, you don't. I was trying to kind of speak it out of existence kind of thing. I'm the opposite of LeVar Ball who will, you know, say crazy things. True, true. um, Whereas I was just trying to be safe as as a, you know, diehard Warriors fan. And uh, I got hate for it. For sure, you, you did get hate for it from both sides, myself and Bill, <laughs> and and my brother Blaine. Oh, and Blaine, yes, yeah. I I will now uh, love on the Warriors only. So hey, I apologize. They've had a great home record recently since the Christmas break. It's been awesome. They have, I think, the best home record in the entire league. Oh yeah, right now they're doing oh just amazing. So we are really excited to see you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, back to Illinois. Well, I think it's uh, it's interesting because. Uh, watching this Hawks game last night, um, I've watched a few games on League Pass uh, where the Hawks have gone into overtime and then had a buzzer beater. And uh, I was just scared last night because you know Dante hits the three to send it to overtime, and I'm like, this game isn't over. But nope. I just have this weird feeling that the Hawks will win. And you're talking about the Warriors' home record; they're on uh, an eight-game homestand right now and they're like halfway through at this point and while it's great that we haven't lost on this eight game homestand i think our 
luck and our drive is kind of um, starting to dissipate a little bit. Yeah. Last night, they were just like exhausted and I could tell that five wins in a row is great, but it kind of catches up to a team that's won four championships. It's like, mm, this is the regular does. season. Why are we putting so much effort into it? I don't know. I mean, you had four guys playing 44 minutes in that game. And so when you take a look at that, I was watching a post-game interview with Steve Kerr, and when Clay kind of had that um, that ISO three, uh, they were asking, they were like, so was that a play that was specifically ran? Did Clay want the ball? And Steve Kerr was like, no, they just were really tired. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're so fatigued. I mean, they're kind of, you'd say, you'd think that they're used to it, considering they're averaging, like, what, 109 games a season for the last, like, six years yeah. and everything but man when that fatigue hits in i guess that's good for clay because his emotions probably just go out the window and he just focuses on the fact that he's tired and that he's got to win the game and we saw that it was great uh, it's uh you bring up clay and when steph is on the floor you have two options to take that yeah. last minute shot that last second shot steph and clay and sometimes most of the time it's fine but sometimes as a fan, I can tell that that dynamic um, is not good. You kind of yeah. need to just say, hey, Steph is going to have the ball. Sorry, Clay. Yeah. And this season, one of the storylines has been that Clay is kind of getting too prideful and blah, blah, blah. Of course, he you know snaps back and has a 54-point game. But yeah. uh, when Steph's not on the floor, I think that... Uh, casual fans of the NBA might think that Jordan Poole needs to take that shot because mm -hmm. of his growth, but Clay needs to, and, and I'm glad to see that he did. Yeah. Now, Dante hit the game or the game tying shot to, to send it to overtime, mm -hmm. but that's because Clay missed the shot. Yeah. Dante got the rebound. Um other than that, it was a somewhat ugly win. Uh well I have a question for you, Brian. Yeah. What do you think would happen if they were playing in Atlanta. Do you think it would have been the same? Oh, no doubt mm -hmm. the Hawks would win that. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny to see the difference. Oh um, yes, I, I'm watching these home games, and you know we're staying in it. But and then you go, you're starting a road trip, and the first game fans are like, "Okay, this is the road trip where we finally figured out." And every time. It has not worked out. It's yeah. just a totally different team. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happens. I have no reasoning for it, but yeah, just strange. It is. So, like I said, ugly win in San Francisco, but five-game winning streak. Yeah, we'll take I, it. I believe it's three games above 500. We'll take it, like you mm -hmm. said. Something happened over by the Great Lakes. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with Oof. 71 points. You had posed a question to me. What was that question? Well, just with the fact that context, Donovan Mitchell's coming 71 points. We can put in Clay Thompson coming out after an injury with his 52 points. And we can even take a look at Luka with his 60, 20, and 10. What would you say? Like, How would you categorize those in importance yeah, that, best games. That's you know? a great question because uh, you had the question you previously. We don't have to posed. talk about the previous question. I forgot about Luke. No, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had said Clay or Donovan, and I thought to myself, "What the heck? Why aren't we including like Luca?" Yeah. Um, Brain fart. Before we get to the answer, I remember 
I didn't watch the game, but I remember hearing about it and watching highlights of Devin mm-hmm. Booker's 70-point game yeah. against the Celtics, I want to say. Couldn't I, I, tell I you. think that's what it was. Um, and I remember that he was just stat padding for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I remember they were down by at least 10. But this one was different with Donovan Mitchell, and that's what I like about it. Mm. And so I think it's it's very important. Now, I was re-watching a little bit of the Luka highlights, uh, 60, 21, and 10. 21 and, and then 10. Clay had 54. Ooh. I'm going to immediately take out Clay. I wanna I wanna show you, or I guess tell you what his field goal percentage oh, was. Oh no! If we can, I have oh. to get on ESPN. Dang you, Google! Are we gonna that's pause? Okay. No, no, no. That's okay. I mean, but let me just say this: watching the game, mm-hmm. it, no matter what these stats are about to say, watching the game, uh, Clay was chucking up threes and he would make some crazy ones yeah, but he was pulling a jordan pool yeah yeah and then obviously jordan pool was absolute yeah garbage. man almost lost the game i thought when after that turnover off his leg i was like uh-oh yeah i mean <laughs> i was screaming at the tv like what are you doing i mean yeah. brian's neighbors hate him yeah I, sometimes <laughs> they do sometimes they do okay so clay he was he was 10 for 21 on three, okay. which is okay. Yeah. And 21 for 39 field goal percentage. Okay. Now, you want to hear uh, what Donovan Mitchell was. Let's look here. Cleveland. Okay, so Donovan Mitchell was 22 for 34 and 7 for 15. So, I guess not that different. No. You I said 7 for 15? On three, yeah. On three. But he had 20 free throws. Jeez. 20 free throws is pretty crazy. That is, that's what he so, does. Wow. So maybe Clay does need to get some credit. Mm, hmm. You hear that? My Tyler bad. poses a question. Brian says, and then turns out the tables turn. Yeah, I just I Just don't... like the Grizzlies pick oh and how goodness. the Celtics. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, no. I just don't appreciate... Like the James Harden style of play, yeah, uh, and that's exactly what Trey Young does. But I'm True. specifically talking about Luka Doncic, and uh, I didn't watch the game live, but I'm guessing that he had a ton of free throws with that 60 point game. Mm-hmm. And then looking at Donovan's uh, stat line here, 20 free throws, yeah, that's a lot. How many did he make? Did he make 20? Yeah, 20 out of 25. Wow. Uh, and at least one of those was the one that he needed to miss in order to hit the game-tying field goal. But, dang, we got some freaking ESPN ads on here. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to rank Donovan number one because he not only had 71 points but 11 assists. And that got yeah. me 146 fantasy points. Wow. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take that that's one. That's a little biased, but no, that's very, very fair. <laughs> I'd go with that too. And then, uh, oh, man, am I about to say Clay over Luca? Mm. I'm going to do it. All I'm right, going to do it. Yes. <laughs> Stick to those okay. guns. So Clay and then Luca. And the reason being is because I don't like Luca. St- I don't like him. When they played the when they played the Warriors, Luca and Clay were talking a little bit. 
That's true. That's true. Cl- you know, I don't think they like each other a whole lot. Yeah, Luca is seen in Texas as like this super nice guy. Yeah, but he's he's kind of a crybaby. Yeah. But then <laughs> then Clay is just a trash talker right now, yeah. and I I feel like true. he needs to go back to 2016, 17 Clay, where he's just the quiet one. Dang, I um, think that's gonna happen though. Do you think he'll ever go back? It's a good question. I I, I don't think so. Because with four rings, how can you? No, you can't. Okay, so uh, there you have it. Donovan, Clay, then Luka. Um, Warriors get the ugly win. Cavs get the ugly win. But like I was saying, the sports world was kind of focusing on something else last night. And I think it'll be much more memorable than uh, a 71-piece or a Luka triple-double. So, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, was trying to make a tackle on T. Higgins. T, his helmet kind of like went close to the chest, the chin area. And I heard like a little bit of a snap. But that's apparently not what it was. I watched some videos later on. Um, So, they both fall to the ground. DeMar Hamlin gets back up and he's like, he like claps once and then... You can see he just passes out. Yeah. Um, it was cardiac arrest. It took nine minutes of CPR and a defibrillator. Hopefully I say that right. Uh, yeah. To get him back up. And uh, he was rushed to the emergency room. And from what we know, he is still alive. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just, it's crazy. And I know that all the... Uh, media outlets talk about how this is bigger than the game. This is bigger than um, a team. This is a human being. This is a father whose child doesn't know what's going on. Um, But we have Tyler here whose life has changed because of football. Um, Not exactly to the extent of what DeMar Hamlin went through. Um, But I I asked Tyler to just kind of talk a little bit about his journey through all of that and talk about your emotions when you see something like this i know you're usually a 110 percent positive guy mm-hmm. um but be serious for a second and, and talk about <clears throat> what that kind of reminds you of brings back memories and things like that yeah so for context um when i was in in high school and i played football i played football and basketball and i got a lot of concussions playing football i didn't do any college football there were some potential opportunities that I had to play at some local junior colleges but what happened was I had I believe one concussion my freshman year two concussions my sophomore year uh, one my junior year and then my senior year it kind of all compiled together and I got hit I don't really remember what happened that night that was the first game of our season and after that I was out for the whole season and after that it kind of became really hard to watch football especially at a higher level because high school you can get away with being weaker with not being able to tackle as hard and making poor tackles and stuff like that but when you get to the college level especially even and then then there's the NFL level which is on a whole level but when I see guys getting hit it almost makes me like like, you know, you know when someone gets hit in the nuts and you can kind of feel it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how sure. I feel when I watch somebody yeah. get hit, especially when you hear those helmets colliding. 
There's some really great technology to be able to help prevent concussions or brain injuries or anything, but when you're talking about a situation that happened last night with someone going into cardiac arrest, when you when when I, when I when you're looking back at it and you see him and you just see him fall, when I watched that, I was like, "No man, it just it kind of was like painful to watch." A lot of NFL, most NFL players. Uh, all of them. What's the routine thing to do? Is um, off season is in, is uh, uh, what's it called? Surgery time. That's when you go in. You you take you 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 basically go grocery shopping. You take a look at your body. You see what hurts the most. Yeah. Uh, without the oxycontin, without all of the drugs to help stabilize you, and you go get surgery in for it. Yeah. That's why I never want my kids to play football. But watching that, my point being, it was it was hard. It has been hard to watch, so when stuff like that happens, you're right. It is a human thing. Is football good? It's a fun sport to watch, and to it's a multi-billion dollar industry, but sometimes uh, it can make me question why we glorify that as a profession. But, you know, it's 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 different than basketball. It's yeah. You're hitting people. You're I, colliding. Um, I think there has always been scrutiny or... Um, uh, hatred towards UFC or even yeah. boxing, and it's mm-hmm. because it's clearly just straight punching people. Yeah. Um, whereas football is a little bit different. They, yeah. quote unquote, like you said, have technology that can help save you. They uh, have rules set aside for that kind of thing. But ultimately, this wasn't because a guy got punched in the face. This wasn't because T Higgins rammed his head into the guy's face. Mm-hmm. It's because sometimes our body is just like, okay, whoa, I've had way too much. Yeah. And this is our time. <laughs> he, yeah. He's been getting hit over and over and over again. He's been in the league for what? Two years. And he's been playing college ball. He's done all of that. And he's made his way up. But yeah, that was, I don't, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that was a result of one big hit because it wasn't a big hit. That was a result of a steady amount of small hits, which then, boom. And so I I think some media outlets are correct in in kind of focusing more on him than like, what can we fix in football? Because the NFL is not going to get canceled. The NFL is not going to face major repercussions it's just that Demar Hamlin unfortunately had a freak accident uh, that might happen to more people and so just you know I, I think you make a really uh, understandable point if that's a word mm, yeah. in that when a guy sees another guy's nuts get pushed yep. You have this like, and you know, if anyone's listening, you know exactly the 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 face we just made. So, so that's how Tyler or other people who've had these injuries feel uh, when they see something like that. And so, yeah, just uh, you know, thoughts go out to Jamar Hamlin, and you know what? Don't know what else to say. Well, it it should always be about it should always be more than the game, and I think that's something we should constantly have. One reverse example is Brock Purdy, 
who was drafted as Mr. Irrelevant. He played as a third-string quarterback, and then luck happens, and he comes in and plays. But what's really cool is watching in his first game against the the Bucks. His parents are watching. Mm-hmm. They're there. They're cheering him on because this dude, who actually was born and raised in Queen Creek, Arizona, played played in college, NFL. He has made his way, in and and that's that's I I feel like that's every professional athlete's case. They made their way through the ranks because of their emotional and mental mm-hmm. want to do it, even though they went through so much crap and yeah. physical, emotional, everything. So. I think it should always be more about the game, but it definitely, I can imagine that it's it's really hard not to focus on just how like horrible it is that something happened. It is. So I think here's what we can walk away from this podcast with. I personally feel as though, you know, I remember when you got either your first or second concussion. I don't know if you were telling people at that point that you were yeah, getting concussions. I was not. I didn't even tell my coaches. So... <laughs> Um, I remember that, and I remember thinking, okay, so you're done with football. But no, you kept going. No, yeah. For DeMar Hamlin, there, there is no need for him to come back and be Alex Smith, who yeah. comes back from a major injury or a major yeah. case like this and plays football. Oh, my goodness, it's so uh, dramatic. It's so awesome to watch. No, stop playing football. Yeah. Go live your life uh, in be, a different way. Go be an advocate yeah. for these these players getting injured. Go... And he will. Yeah. He'll find his niche. Yeah. Because you know. And so so this is what Andrew Luck did. Yeah. Um, he was getting beat up, and before I mean he had his injuries, but nothing like cardiac arrest. Yeah. Um, before that ever happened, he said, "I'm I'm going to retire." And fifty yeah. percent of people were like, "What? Like, come on!" Fifty mm-hmm. percent of people were like, "Yeah." Yeah. And that's what happens when you don't protect players. When it's so, time. It's time. Um, you know, don't don't advocate for anybody to get comeback player of the year off of a major injury. Yeah, advocate yeah. for them to uh, recover, relax, recover, relax, recover. And, and live their life. Yeah, relax, recover, rewind, live. Yeah. So there you go, Tyler. I wish we could have you on more often. We will see in the future. But uh, let's do a segment on the Niners or Brock Purdy. Or yeah, something. yeah, I was gonna say you can tell that Tyler's a <laughs> Niners fan. Like, oh freak? yeah, yes, I, I didn't even bring anything up, and he goes. <laughs> But uh, Brock Purdy, <laughs> like freak. Okay. Every Niners fan has to make a reference to Brock Purdy once a week. But hey, once we start talking playoffs, which you'll be gone. Oh, well. Like NBA or NFL? NFL. NFL, doesn't that start like in two weeks? No, I, yeah, but like when are you guys leaving? Aren't you guys leaving like three yeah, weeks? Yeah, so uh, for those of you who actually know about like my personal life. So we'll be leaving <laughs> Idaho January like 28th or something like that. Um, His address is, if you want to say goodbye, <laughs> is 100 <laughs> Main Street. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, it's my address. But yeah, I'm going to be able to go to Illinois and uh, start working for an ABC affiliate and uh, potentially get on TV. So that'll be fun. And be cool. Bill, if you're listening, uh, we got a lot of really cool comments of when we drove around your guys' house and they <laughs> saw the lights on the arches. They thought, who started that? Is that Bill that started that? Yeah, 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 it is. And what's funny is that he's probably the only one that will get to the end of this podcast and listen to it. So, well, Bill, uh, this is this is. I know you're listening. You. Probably like five weeks from 
when we're recording this, but oh. still, you're listening to it. So. We appreciate it. Thank you. And everybody else. Yes, yes, that, yes. Whose name starts with a B and ends with the last name. That's right, that's right. But uh, yeah, I hope to have you on again and uh, go Warriors. And until next time, stay cool. Peace.